You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's the most frustrating fucking. Yeah, that sucked. Dude, trust me, I we could do this podcast for three hours. I wouldn't stop talking. So don't you worry about. <laughs> don't you worry about that. I got plenty to say. Kevin's got his takes prepared. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. The screaming in the background that you can hear almost certainly is the cries collectively of the American soccer populace as we deal with what just happened. Um, Over in England, they don't have any international games, uh, and that's why the Touchline Media Group is such a great collection of people to work with. Uh, this episode is brought to you by, uh, whoever, uh, Blue Wire decides to put in as well as the Smith Workforce Management Group. Um, I am your host, Asa, AKA the Twig. I'm here with, uh, co-host Napoleon Greg, AKA the Stump. I'm not sure why I said Greg, like, like you were like a Greg. Um, and we are here with our good friend and, uh, semi-permanent co-host, uh, Kevin. So um, I, I want to start with the game of the day. The, obviously, like the thing that we need to talk about, which is Joe Burrow going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, with no offensive line. Um, so that was pretty cool. Like, uh, you know, T. Higgins is a really good wide receiver. Uh, and I think that that's a testament to the, the football players that America can produce. Um, yeah, uh, it's not that bad when your second wide receiver is T. Higgins and your third wide receiver is Tyler Boyd. Um, also, also, I... What what they, kind of Space Jam monster bullshit ha- happened at, at the half for Patrick Mahomes? Oh, I have no idea, but yeah, he completely fell off a cliff. Uh, also, though, like, turns out if you have one of the best offensive seasons, you know, in college football history, getting the quarterback and the wide receiver from that team works out really well in the NFL. Who could have seen that coming? 
Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we got to talk about that. The Rams um, and the 49ers are kicking off, I think, like right now. Um, throughout, yes. throughout this uh, episode, we will check in on them and, and give our takes as they come. But I think that it's time. If you, if you didn't hear me pouring, I just poured myself a shot. I'm going to take it, and then let's talk about Canada, shall we? I don't know why Zoom keeps blurring out my hard liquor. Yeah. What is this? Zoom is trying to censor Kevin. (laughs) Cancel culture's gone too far. Cancel culture has gone too far. Um, Specifically, the parts uh, where Panama apparently is beating the crap out of uh, Jamaica. Um, They are, because they're going to go to a World Cup. And who knows? Maybe we won't. Cool. Okay. Now we already know what that feels like. All right. So uh, let's just let's just get into it. Um, that's uh, that sucked. Uh, the let's let's just do like the 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 way that we normally do this. We'll we'll do the lineup and then talk about the players as we talk about the lineup instead of having having any sort of coherent or theoretical understanding of what happened. Um, Real quick. So so Matt Turner started in goal, obviously, um, and. When he was asked to do things, um, I would say two out of four times he did really well. And two of the other four times he didn't. Um, I mean, obviously the first goal happened in the seventh minute. Um, he got a paw on it, didn't, wasn't able to redirect it. Um, we'll talk about whose fault that was in a second, but I thought he could have done better there. Um, I don't know. What, what do you I think he could have done better on both goals. I don't know. Like, but there's also the thing with, we don't know. We don't, know what he saw in the first half they did have his like there was sun in his eyes so maybe that something like i was talking i watched with kevin like in person we were talking about how in the second half like if wes's header in the first half had been the sides been reversed the canadian goalie probably doesn't get a paw on that and that that probably goes in but yeah both times turner had to face a shot the second one especially that that equal or that uh you know put away goal he just looked completely baffled by the, like, he just fell to a knee. Yeah. I mean, look, like, I, I think the thing is, is that the actual problem I would say in the first goal, and the reason why I assign significantly more blame to Turner than I normally would, is that um, it started by his shitty kick, right? Like, he, he kicked it dead center right to Canada, and it came right back at him. Now, yep. could, could, could Richards and Robinson have done better? Um, in that moment, obviously, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but the whole book on Turner is that his shot stopping makes up for his suspect everything else. Um, it didn't this time. No, he didn't have a very good game. He also, um, there was another one, I think it was early in the second half, where there was a ball that was like up in the air for a while. And he came out to like the 40 to, to play that ball. And he didn't even play it like that solidly. It's like, that's yeah. some... That's some Stefan shit. Stay back. You don't need to, you don't need, you don't need to challenge for those balls. Yeah. And, and Stefan does it because he's comfortable doing it. And so like, the thing is, is like, you can do that if you're comfortable with it, because like you have the confidence to get it done. I'd like to be clear. Stefan might be comfortable with that. I am not comfortable (laughs) with Stefan continually doing that and he should stop. (laughs) Uh, Fair enough. Um, But I, so, so I do want to say that, that, that Turner did have two phenomenal saves. Um, I want to say to, 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 keep it one, nothing. I want to say it was in the second half. Um, it was because I was, I was watching on the TV instead of my phone. 
um, where, where he, you know, like he didn't have like an absolute stinker of a game and both of the, the goals that he gave up were, would have been tough saves. I mean, I, I think that he, he should have made the first one. Um, Laren put it, uh, at, at a, at a spot where, where I think, um, I think Turner's got a shot at it. Um, but I think, I think he should have stopped the second one. I mean, I, I, I I'll least. be honest. I'll be honest. I don't. That, yeah, I don't care about the second one. I'll. I'll that game was yeah. over. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, fair. There was there was twenty seconds left. Like whatever. Are, is goal differential a uh, tiebreaker for the seat for seating? Because that Not would for seating. Make- oh, for like if it's the difference between third and fourth, yeah, that'd yep. be a big problem. Yep. Um, but that yeah. brings us that and and the reason that that was so easy, I think, um, partially effort, but partially we were playing with ten men, and that brings us to the center backs. Um. Greg Berhalter said after the game, it was, it was Miles and Chris Richards, Miles Robinson, Chris Richards, which is the center back pairing that everybody wanted. And um, at the end of that game, uh, Berhalter said that uh, Richards uh, probably broke his foot. So, what? yep. When he came up limping, the reason why he wasn't yeah, on for the last that. 10 minutes, uh, he likely broke his foot. Um, they're obviously going to do MRIs. Um, so hopefully they come back negative, but um that's it for Chris Richards for what four months? Um, I mean, he's done. They're not going to put him in for the qualifier if he's been out of form for four months. No way. Well, there's no qualifier in four months. We have like one. Uh, we have one more window. Roster, whatever. This, this is this yeah. is in a fact pattern that results in us making the World Cup. Like this is this will put his presence on that roster in question. How yeah. he rehab? Yeah, I mean, We're, it's he won't be back playing until May. And like, where is he going to get minutes? Hoffenheim's not playing soccer in May. No, yeah. but, but maybe maybe he's a guy who Nations would not League. have been, com- yeah, who would not have been invited to Nations League, uh, who comes to Nations League. And gets Kevin, made the, Kevin just made uh, a more eloquent way of making my point. Yeah, like there, he's not going to play until, well, I, I guess, is that when the Nations League is? No, Nations League would be in June. So like maybe he plays in June. Maybe he doesn't even play until Hoffenheim come back in in August. Um, I mean, who are we going to put in our, who's our center back pairing when we play New Zealand in the play in playoff, you know, like that's what we really need to start talking about. It's today. Robinson Zimmerman. Who can beat New Zealand? It's Robinson. Provided that Costa Rica doesn't clown us and we finish fifth in this group. Yeah. Oh, at um, Costa Rica. At Costa Rica. Um, I can't do this twice. <laughs> uh, but the, the fact of the matter is, is that this, and, and let's talk about the first goal, right? Um, Miles Robinson's whole thing is that he is fast and he is defensively sound. Yeah. He, he got clowned. I mean, you want to, you like, you want to use a, a phrase, like he got clowned. Um, and I, I'll say this, um, you know, we had the ball and, and the whole thing was like, we had 65% of the ball. And if we were going to have a left-sided center back, get blown by and humiliated by Canada's attackers could have been John Brooks. <laughs> Could have been John Brooks. So XG on this game was 172 US 1.09, which seems suspiciously low for Canada's. I feel like they would have had between those two chances, like a much better. I mean, you, you call those two chances 0.4.4. Well, I think the the only reason I say that is I think last game Ferreira had like a 0.7 XG on that. I mean, granted it was like a, it was like an open face of goal. Like you just need to not hit it over the crossbar, but anyways, Yes. John Brooks can go out there and get dusted. That was the first time I've seen Miles Robinson get 
just kind of wrong footed in the open field. Like that is the reason you play the guy is because you know that he can defend in space like a fullback, yeah. but has the aerial abilities and like the physicality of a center back. That was, that was shocking. I mean, it was uh, granted it was like a precursor to the way that the rest of the game played out, but like that was a tough first like experience to know like how things were going to go tonight today. Yeah. yeah. I also think that the, the Chris Richards foot thing uh, probably gives us a solution to the John Brooks <laughs> roster thing. Yeah. I, I, I assume Brooks will be here for the ne- Can they, can they make injury switches in the middle of windows still? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. so he, he might be here by Honduras. No, I, th- I think Honduras. I mean, I think you're being facetious, but Honduras will be Robinson Zimmerman. Um, being a little facetious, he's still probably in Germany. That seems a little difficult. If I was John Brooks, I wouldn't take a call up. Yeah. Right now, talk to me. Talk to me for your last three windows. But I'm not hopping on a plane to play a game on short rest. And what? Oh, heaven forbid he goes out and like looks bad because you didn't call him into early camps, and then you completely banish him. Yeah. I, he doesn't know that to Burhalter. No, he doesn't. And and and, really the, and here's the thing. And here's the thing is that you you look at this pairing, the Robinson-Richards pairing. The Robinson-Richards pairing is the theoretical peak of what we have for the Berhalter system. You have the distributor and you have the defender. Um, I didn't think that Richards did anything special with the ball at his feet. And I don't think that, and, and Miles was asked to do something once, 1.5 times, and he couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, you know, I... I I, I have been on this podcast and I've, you know, we've talked about people saying like, it's not their fault that they can't do a job if they can't do the job. Miles can do the job. You can critique people for not doing the job when they are capable of doing it. Um, and he, he, he just wasn't up for it today. And I don't know if that's coaching. I don't know if that's, if that's a road qualifier in 20 degree weather uh, in a high school football stadium, which is what that looked like to me. Um, uh, I immediately like, so Kevin, Kevin pointed out and then somebody else in the group we were watching with point out, like you can see houses over the, like over the fence and then burger, like immediately texts us is like, are they, are they playing in the middle of the suburbs? Like what the hell? Yeah. I mean, I, I think what I said, uh, to, to the guys I was watching with was what is this cast tech ass field? Yeah. It felt <laughs> like a DCFC game from like 2015. <laughs> um, but you know, the, the, like, I'm not going to blame conditions because Canada had to play in them too. No, you know, it, like it, at the top of conditions, if this game had played differently than almost every other game for the United States national team through qualifying, I'd say, Oh, the conditions had like an impact on the field. But generally speaking, this went to script. Yeah. Like we it, control possession. Our midfield is dominant. They, McKenny Moose and Adams can win second balls against I'm convinced any midfield in the world. And they do that at their club teams too. But when it comes to converting those in the final third to any type of meaningful, like other than the, a few set pieces, like there was no obvious chances. No, Um, like the weather, the weather is not the issue here. No, the weather was not the issue. Um, and attacking attacking is the issue and the attacking has been the issue. Even when we play in, Nashville and Austin and all these warm weather places. It, it even so, I think that we've gotten better at it in, in this window because we our XG has been, I believe, noticeably noticeably above where like USMT usually is. But it's still frustrating that's, that's- that the XG is increasing and the chances aren't. It's way up. 
it's Weya. Weya is the difference maker on this team, and he wasn't there because Canada are, I don't know, following some different science than France's. I I, I have no opinion on on uh, national assessments of vaccination status. Um, Tim Weya changes that game, I think, because I think Tim Weya is a game changer. I think that I I, I have nothing, and, and we're sort of going quickly up to the forwards, which fine because this is it's how well, we work. As a we podcast, can go to but... the forwards quickly because there's nothing to fault in the midfield. They... Or or the fullbacks. I, I want to be clear here. I thought Dest and Jedi both played very, very good games. Yep. And, and I get that we work front to back, but there was nothing that Matt Turner or the center backs did wrong in this game. But, all right. Maybe Miles was stumbling. There was one one-on-one defending situation. But generally speaking, if the, the performance that our fullbacks, center backs, and goalie and midfield put in in this game, if they was good that, enough to win every game of world cup qualifying and there weren't the deficiencies in the front three, we would probably be qualified already. We wouldn't have lost that Panama. We would have won at home against Canada. We probably would have won today. And we'd be on like 27 points. We wouldn't have dropped. Silly. We wouldn't have dropped points in Jamaica. Right. We, we, if the front three played as like, comprehensively dominant soccer as our midfield can, we, yeah, we probably want to drop the point yet in this cycle because we haven't played at Costa Rica. We haven't played at Mexico. And those are like the quote unquote, like tough road games. Yeah. We, yeah. we would have been qualified by now. So let's go yell about that. So, uh, and, wait, and- I, I do want to say, and Jedi Robinson, I don't want to call him Anthony, sorry, uh, did have two instances, I believe, in the, both in the second half, where I pointed out to Kevin where he tried to play whoever Canada's right winger is. Uh, Anthony, or, damn it, Jedi. I haven't called him Anthony ever until he comes out and publicly says, I want to be called Jedi. And I've done it twice. Um, <laughs> he played the cut into the left and it was almost a problem. He managed to set reset himself and, and cut off the guy in front of him. But uh, he did make two, like I thought those were two. Uh, like positional mistakes. Yeah. Tactical positional mistakes. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, is that like, I'm recovered. Right. Right. It, and it's like, you can, it's like, it's like any, any sport, right? Right. Like you can gamble for a steal in basketball. If you know sure. that you can recover, like fine. Like, you know, I think Jedi looked at the situation was like, I, I'm not going to lose out on a foot race to Richie LaRea or whoever it was. Um, I, I, and, and, and I think you're right. You know, like I, I, I was not happy with Miles's day. I was not happy with Turner's day. Um, you know, and obviously Richards was, was sort of a non-factor, which is sort of its own fine. But if, if though, if that three, if that back three, you know, goalie and two center backs plays that exact game against everybody else for the entirety of world cup qualifying, it's fine, but it's, we're getting into a Michigan state 2012 situation where if the defense doesn't pitch a shutout, um, you can't win. And, and like, like I, I, you know, each one of us were, were, were watching Michigan state football at the time, but like you would see plays where it was like, Oh, they, they gave up a, a touchdown. Well, that's game because the offense can't do jack shit. And that's where we're getting. And, and like, we've talked a lot about on, on this podcast about the need for an offensive coordinator um, and the need for, or for, for some sort of attacking theory. And the attacking theory that works is way Musa Dest on the right. Those three together works. And if you don't have one of the three, it breaks down. It's time to talk about the attackers. Brendan Aronson played fine. Christian Pulisic played fine, but you know, his standard needs to be higher. Um, He's also, Kevin and I were talking about this during the, during the match. People are so obviously playing him 
that he's going to go to his right. He that and he still does anyway. There's like we saw one time there was four or five Canadian defenders that all he hadn't made the move yet, and they all collapsed to his right, and then he made a move to his right. Like you have to learn to either Put go on left the- or fake it and go straight. Like you got to do something different. Put him on the right. That's what I think. I think I think like he he wants to go inside so hard. Um, go put him on the right. You know, you might be right because with him being on the left, and everyone knows where he wants to go, and he did a much better job this game. I think of like pausing on the ball and playing either an overlap or finding someone centrally who who was not open because additional people were marking him. But if you put him on the right he's not going to want to cut inside and maybe it just turns into a thing. Well, okay. You can start stacking defenders towards him. And then he, he just naturally wants to push the ball up the field and then whip crosses him with his right foot. Well, now you have people pulled out of position and maybe you get a goon or two crash in the box and you, you figure out how to bang one in. Yeah. He was better. I mean, he was, it was a tough game for him against El Salvador. I thought he was he, better. Today. He was better. He didn't yeah. do anything obvious that was like, oh, wow, like he his kind of playing like black hole ball where he's he went over only, on dribbles and didn't win a single duel. Like he didn't have that game. The only black hole uh, scenario today was um, Aronson had like dribbled into the box and had he laid it off to I want to say Jordan. Mo- no, it wasn't Jordan Morris because Jordan Morris came on for Brendan Aronson. Um, right. He he it was it could have been it could have been Wes. It could have been Zardes. Um, and he like, just like sort of took an extra dribble and, and nothing came of it. Um, so in terms of, of Aronson, I think that, you know, Brendan Aronson is, is a really, really good player against teams that want to hold the ball. Um, he is such a pest and such a good press, so good with pressure. Um, and in games like this, like, it's like, it almost looks like, you know, like youth ball where he's just like chasing, like, he's just like running like, Oh, ball go. And, and, and that type of energy is great. I mean, I, I have nothing bad to say about Aronson because I don't think that he is responsible for creating goals. I don't think that's his job. Um, but just if nobody ex- else is, then you sort of need your right winger to do somebody. Right. Um, and, and I don't, I don't have anything to say about Zardes because I'm not sure that he played. Yeah. It just seems that so many times got like we got the ball into the box and then guys didn't know what to do with the ball once they were in the box. It's like, okay, I'm here. Now what? Like, no, you got, that's only like 80% of the way guys. Yeah. I mean, we were able to work the ball forward with, with ease. We were able to get to the final third with ease. And once we got to the final third, we had nobody who wanted to do anything with it because our plan for what, four years now has been, Hey, Christian, go do something except, Oh, by the way, other teams have seen that. Yeah, it was just shitty cross after shitty cross. Yeah. Um, and and also, just to be clear here, there were opportunities. Um, Aronson had had a really nice strike from, from, from the edge of the box. Um, and to be honest, um, and Paul Ariola almost put in an all-timer uh, at, the, at the 85th minute. I hope he's okay, too. Oh, yeah, it looked like he broke his neck. I think he's fine, but it, it was bad. I don't know if I think he's fine. I th- he might have a concussion. Oh, like, that yeah. Was like- straight on his neck but uh the bar we were at just lost its mind because of like of all things and kevin's wife especially is like of all people that hit a galazzo bicycle kick it's fucking paul areola come on yeah and and we Ricardo- can get colleen on the podcast sidebar 
Yeah, whenever, whenever she, she, she has she has more passion than I do, and honestly, yeah. a lot more actual I'll soccer knowledge and like pl- soccer knowledge from a playing career. Um. So so and we- other sidebar, I now know personally two USLW uh, USL women's coaches. So we need head coaches. We need to get one of two of them on the pod. Right. Right. And, and since this is a production meeting, I feel like we should now talk about um, the, the money-making part of the podcast, which is uh, presented by. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Uh, thank you, whoever decided to advertise with us. We appreciate it. Um, so in, in terms you of... you score more uh, advertising dollars and converted customers than the U.S. Men's National Team does in the final third. Scoring and converting. Um, Ricardo, right. so... so the, the, the obvious sort of comment about Zardis starting is, well, why didn't Pepe start? Um, I, I don't care because Pepe had a golden opportunity. And uh, I think I, I'm not sure that that ball has come down yet. Um, he somehow skied the ball from two feet away, which is impressive in its way. Um, uh, Chris Wolandowski would like to have a word with you. Wondolowski, put some Wando. respect on that Polish name. <laughs> Wando. Um, <laughs> Wando. don't I, want to talk about it. I, it's just hard to to get into like sky chances i don't know we we vastly underperformed our xg against el salvador like that's a fact like we we're supposed to score three goals against them and it, the whole game felt icky because we weren't up by more than one or i don't know we were tied at halftime but that is this team, unfortunately. Like yeah. I don't, I don't know what else to say or do at this point. It's, it is so frustrating to see a team who can front to back, other than putting it through the net, like dominate teams. Like if we played Mexico rather than Honduras, who probably has the second most talented midfield in the region, we could probably possess the ball and and beat them up the same way that we did today but like converting that to chances like something has to change because we're it's going to be zero zero at 45 minutes against honduras in no a couple question. of days and we now since the window that we played panama and we lost to them and then like one or two more results happened where they like got like oh wow panama is like making like a run of this we've been on a collision course for the last window our last home game to being a must win that will not even guarantee qualification there's a fact pattern where we can beat honduras and beat panama at home and still need points at either costa rica or at mexico like all of these like Monte Carlo models and like all this stuff that gets quoted in like soccer media, like, Oh, they're still at like a 94%. Well, we were like a 90 something percent chance to qualify before we went down to Honduras. Yeah. Like we have, no matter what the, the, the advanced metrics say, we are now must wins at home against two teams with a, a men's national team cannot score goals from not being statistically guaranteed qualification where you could then conceivably need points either at Costa Rica or at Mexico. Now, Costa Rica is not 2014 Costa Rica. Don't get me wrong. 
but I don't want to go to San Pedro Sula. I don't want to go to the Azteca needing points to get in the top three. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is we can say Costa Rica is not 2014 Costa Rica. It's halftime and they're in level with Mexico at right. Azteca. And you're a good and, team. And they're Panama's, not great, but they're good. And Panama's beating the brakes off of Jamaica again. Like they're not giving us room. They're going to be a point behind us today. Yeah. But that's that. And, yeah. I mean, it, it is, a, we're going to go play on a, like, it's going to be six degrees or something like that at kickoff in Minneapolis. And we have to get three points out of that. If we don't get three points out of the Honduras game, we're in a very, very precarious position. Yeah. I mean, the Honduras game was always a a must win, you know, from a must win standpoint, it is a, it is a, if we don't win, we need to start doing some stuff. Um, But just, just sort of to, to, to focus on this Canada game in the, in the lead up to this window, when we talked about the roster, I said on this podcast, um, you know, whatever that Sunday pod was, um, I think it was a week ago. I said, look, we should win. You know, we should get nine from three here. This should be a nine point window, whatever. But what I'm concerned about is we give up a goal at Canada and suddenly we're chasing the game and we don't have anybody to chase the game with. And the, the person who I wanted to bring was P folk, but you know, there are other options and you saw it in this game because what, what were the, you know, Burhalter loves to talk about, well, solutions, solutions, your solutions to this game were, were Jordan Morris and Paul Ariola and, and Ricardo Pepe. And, and look, Pepe should have started and PFOC should have come off the bench. You want, you want to talk about like, like from our, from our pool, that's what should have happened. Um, you know, our wings are what they are because Reina's hurt and Wea couldn't get into the country and Conrad's hurt. And, you know, I, I don't know who else you would be, even be talking about, but, but the fact of the matter is, is that like you needed someone to chase the game and you didn't have it. So I think, I was going to say, I think that Pepe not starting two matches in a row is – there might be something there. I think that it's one thing if he doesn't start them like, the first match or something or, like, he tries to give him a rest. But two matches in a row feels like there's something that we don't know yet to me. Well, Berhalter said, like, oh, well, he's the future, but, you know, he just made a huge move and he needs to be patient, which feels like paternalist bullshit. I, I, don't, I don't know what to say about that. But the fact of the matter is, is that when, like, when, even when Pepe plays, like, outside of, outside of a second half versus Honduras, like, he's not, he's not Robert Lewandowski. I think that Pepe not starting these last two games is a byproduct of the previous couple of games in qualifying where he had not found the back of the net and then he had that, like, screwball friendly. I don't think that Greg, Greg starts Musa, McKenney, and Adams consistently now in games that need to be won like i think that he sees the same stuff that we do he knows that that's his best midfield and if you want to dominate a game state like those three are just absolute monsters but he watches the same games that we do probably on film afterwards and says how like who in his system which is what we see on tv who are the three players that are going to find him goals and like they're they're Pepe got hot for two games and he found him. But like, since then, like who's the obvious solution way, I think is yeah. the only guy who consistently finds ways. And it's like, it's goofy. It's, it's, it's dribbling at guys. And it's like weird, little like chop, chop dribbles that kind of like ricochet off both of their shins. But like he continually finds the ball at his feet, like in the six yard box. And I don't, when was the last time that Christian Pulisic went dribbling through a six yard box? Like, I think that Burhalter's rotation with his front three 
is just kind of because he's he may be in the same boat that we are where he's just trying to like figure out like what combination is going to find goals and and the thing is is that i think that you have five guys um six i think that you have six starters who are who are clear starters as far as i'm concerned and it's the fullbacks the midfield and way um beyond that you know turner turner versus stefan fine like i don't i'm not really concerned about that um the center back rotation sort of is what it is I like Zimmerman. I like Richards. I like Robinson. It's going to be Zimmerman and Robinson from here. The, on. the center back rotation isn't because you can't find answers. It's because there's three or four individuals that are equally like good answers. Right. Yeah. And they, and they do different things. And, and or at least yeah. less, less wrong, I think is a better way of putting that. Yeah. Right. There are, there are no wrong answers. There are, there, there are preferences and, and whatever, like maybe, I, you know, I, I, I don't think this game changes if you have Zimmerman in it just for, for what it's worth. Uh, or McKenzie. Maybe he doesn't right. trip, but that's like it's not a better playing. It's just I don't I don't care about the goals we give up at this point. That yeah. hasn't been our issue through all of qualifying. Right. Right. Which which gets us back to to the to the issue in question, which is how do you find goals? And the answer so far has been Wea Musa Dest on the right or Wes creating shit up the middle. Um we haven't we haven't mentioned Tyler Adams getting hurt. Um I hope he's healthy. Because he, I, I actually, you know, I, I did, I thought it was noticeable that he didn't play so well against El Salvador uh, in possession. Um, ben, who's not with us right now because he's a cool guy who's got things going on. Um, I feel like there's a better way of putting that. Uh, it's because he has family in town. Sorry. No, I meant the not, the not with us part. Like, oh, he's alive. Yeah, he's fast. He's just, he's entertaining. I mean, like after that game, like I think we all maybe maybe wish we 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 were entertaining and not watching but hey whatever passing yeah yeah right um but i i thought that he he didn't play so well in possession um in in that first game and and ben's ben's uh data uh sort of bared that out i thought that he played well in this game i thought that there was one can you find ben's data halfspaces.com thank you um (laughs) i thought i thought that you know despite what what certain people would say about the, the way that you assess these things. Like he played well in this game in possession and out of possession. Um, and I thought that he, you know, he, 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 he did his job. I thought that Musa and McKenney did their jobs. I think that Destin Jedi did their jobs. I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is up top. And I don't think Greg does either because you, you don't start three different strikers and he's going to start three different strikers. Um, you know, and and look, he could play Ferrer again. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, I would Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked at that. I, on that, on that quick playing optimal field that we're going to be on <laughs> in you know in the Arctic Circle. I got cooked. I have a I have a I have a Reddit account that's not you know associated with any name I use anywhere else. But I got cooked on Reddit like a week ago for being like this was a stupid decision to play a team that you have a very obvious technical like advantage over uh, on the on the tundra. And the thing was at that time the weather was supposed to be like twenty two. It was going to be like actually kind of comparable to like the weather in Columbus and Hamilton. And and I got cooked on Reddit like oh the weather's the same like you don't know what you're talking about. Well you know. As someone who's also a, a self 
profess whether or not. I, I spent a lot of time on weather forums as another hobby of mine. Today um, I learned. <laughs> there was a jam. Like, this is a week out, guys. Like, dude, they're like, they're I'm like fascinated <laughs> by what Kevin does with his free time. <laughs> they are, they are in the, they are in the deep north. Like, the weather can change and it has, and they're going to be very cold. Like, we're going to have to go get points against a team where by most <laughs> metrics in, in world soccer, they would, they would cancel games. It is going to be that cold. This isn't like, oh, it's Snow Classico. That was, that, that was, was random. A, that was a random event. Like we didn't and, expect that to happen. And it was snowy. Yeah. Generally was... speaking, when you have snowstorms, there's enough moisture in the air. It, it retains temperature, whether the dew point isn't lower. Um, it is going to be just very, very cold. It's true. It's, it's just, it's science. So now that it's a weather podcast, we get Mike Trout on this. I, I could very easily pivot right now into such a thing. But that, no, but, it's a soccer and football podcast. No, no, no. But we talk about weather too, man. No, we we talk, it's we, it's we a talk, weather and Dungeons and Dragons podcast. We talk about dew point, evaporational cooling, <laughs> radiational cooling. Uh, it's going to be very cold. The point is, it's going to be extremely cold in Minneapolis. For all of you that are listening along in this, just know that Neither Asa or I knew that, like he, no, like Kevin knows as much about weather either. We're learning this in real time, and we're dying on the video. <laughs> I just, I like, I don't know what to do with this information or how to exploit it for my own gain. But like, I just, I was so impressed. Isn't this how the kid that from uh, Eduardo? The, yeah, the, Eduardo uh, yeah. Severin made his millions based on weather futures and oil prices. Yeah, there's people on the forums. That's like what they do professionally from home. If you can beat uh, if you can beat the market looking at like the the, the, the oscillations of the like macro level jet stream like in, like changes like when if the northeast is forecasted to be warm and it ends up cold you can make a lot of money anyways that's a different podcast uh you can also uh find <laughs> Kevin on uh the weather channel mm mm no, Jim, Jim Cantori got a shout out actually at, at my wedding, like in my, in the best man speech, I, I, Jim I don't, Cantori. Don't know who that is. Jim Cantori is one of the, oh like gosh. The head meteorologist for the weather channel. Well, yeah, I don't know if head meteorologist that, well, back in the day, Paul like Kosin, the famous one. Paul Kosin was like the famous Northeast, Nor'easter guy, but, but Jim Cantori is like the hype dude who goes on site and like, it's super jacked when there's like, he kind of is whenever there's thunder snow, Jim Cantori just goes hype. Anyways, we've gone way off tangent. Uh, we also like to point out that Kevin has uh, <laughs> apparently multiple Reddit accounts. So that he, yeah. So Kevin has burners. Kevin has burners. Uh, if any of you who cooked Kevin uh, would like to uh, let us know what one of those burners are, um, we, we would appreciate it. Um, but I, that, that allows us to sort of, um, to sort of transition to, to, to previewing Honduras, um, which is to say, like, you need three. Um, you know, it's going to be cold. Uh, the dew point is going to be high. Uh, I think, uh, low, high, high. Okay. It's going to be cold. It's going to be cold. Uh, <laughs> see, like, see, like, I, I, I feel like I want to do it. Like the, the family guy joke, like it's going to be cold. Okay, cool. Um, and I think, I think that the, the answers that we have, um, about who's going to play, I think it's the, the center backs we know. I mean, are you going to play? Jedi 270 actually like I joked about yes. it at the outset but um he's the only guy on the field who I ever feel like is cold dangerous like yes you play him again yep 
Somehow, uh, somehow a fullback from Fulham is like our scoring saving grace in this cycle. Yeah, who could have seen that coming? Uh, like, could have been Tim Ream. Could have been Tim Ream. Um, who is a Jedi so he can use the force to put the ball in the net? Oh, I'm so angry I didn't get that one. Um, but but I think I think uh, if, if it's me, I, I I think I probably give it give Pepe the the start up top. I think that. Um, it's way in Pulisic because you can't bench Pulisic and it's the MMA midfield uh, desk. And we can play way this time. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Um, but you need three, like you need, you need three and, and there's no, there's no real, um, there's no real other way of looking at it. Um, there's no margin for error. We are in must win games now, like period. Yep. We are, we are in, in must win games. Um, and, and there's not really, that much to say, right? Like go out and win. And, and we go into the last window, what up one to four on, on Panama. I mean, the thing is, is that we have, we have two must wins the rest of the way. Now, which games you want those to be is up to you, but um, you got to beat Panama. You cannot drop points to Panama and you need to win another game. I I think that that's, that's pretty much it. I I think before we got on the pot, I dug back up. There's like a there's a guy on Reddit who runs like a Monte Carlo model on like Elo and Home and Away and all this stuff. But basically, he lands on yeah. percentage to qualify by team, which is its own thing. And I think that the U.S. for purposes of World Cup qualifying, because of how we generally underperform, how good we probably actually are, I don't worry about that. But they also then statistically work out like if you get X points in in the cycle, what's your ch- percent chance of qualifying like 27 is like you're in you're in you're in you're in but like 24 still gets you i think is like an 88 percent chance of getting in and i think that us dropping points to canada wouldn't change that because they were in front of us anyways mm-hmm. but we're on what 18 right now yeah so to get to 24 that, two that's wins. two that's it's two wins two you win your two home games that still doesn't guarantee you're going to guitar well see i i think it does because that means that Panama drops. You take points off Panama. Right. But yeah. right now, Mexico is is level with Costa Rica. You could get a screwball Panama result against Mexico, and all of a sudden, you flip like these must-win games from home at Panama to away versus Mexico, and you end up in a very different like fact pattern of like what you need. That that is the that is oh, the ultimate monkey place. wrench is is Panama winning at Mexico. If Panama is like even with us on points or ahead of us in points somehow going into next window, then things become very difficult. And yeah. you start looking at, okay, what do we have to do to get fourth to make sure we're playing New Zealand? Right. Because Oceania is not actually having World Cup qualifying. They're just giving it to New Zealand. That's fine. Um, I, I, I have no problem with that. Um, like the, but, but I think you're right. Like, like there are a lot of things that we assume about how this is going to play out. We assume that, that Panama is going to lose at Azteca, but I would have assumed that Costa Rica was going to lose at Azteca and we're 60 minutes into that game. And that's not the case. So far. I mean, the live table, Canada, obviously in 22, it goes USA, 18, Mexico, 18, Panama, 17, Costa yeah. Rica, 13. I mean, there we're, I mean, I guess to be fair. Yes. Okay. At this point you're looking at like the line to fourth. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to get that stupid playing game, but Panama is right there. It, yeah, like even if Mexico beats them, like they're still sitting right there. I don't know. Costa Rica's not even that far back. It's kind of like, Ew. 
we still have to play at Costa Rica. There's we even what? before it's this window. The well, issue was Canada's schedule with this window and next was as favorable as like, they went down to Mexico. They got a result, and like they knew they had their tough games at home and their easy games on the road. Granted, they'd already played Mexico like home and away. They did that Edmonton thing, but like the U that third window for the U.S. is conventionally scary. Yeah. Um, and, and the thing is, is that like, while we, we have a sense of what we're looking at and what we think is going to happen, um, Panama, like they are not guaranteed to win their games. I mean, they go to Azteca, they go to Orlando, you know, to play America and then they get Canada at home, um, in the last day of qualifying. So, you know, Canada might not care, but they do, you know, that last game is, is going to be a difficult one for Panama as well. So, you know, and obviously Mexico, we assume are going to take care of business at various points, but they don't. Sometimes they drop points. Um, they're not, they are not, you know, unbeatable as anybody else. Um, so I, I think that like, you know, all of this prognostication, like it, it comes back to the idea that like the only three points you can get are the three points in the next game. And, and that's where we're at. You know, you, you, if, if you drop two points to Honduras, then it, it start. It's it's time to have a serious conversation about like, what what what? How are we going to deal with this last this last window? But you go out, you get three points against Honduras, and you're you're sitting at twenty one, um, heading into the last window, needing maybe maybe four, maybe three, maybe four. Um, three three might do it. I think that those the mathematical probabilities don't properly take into account that would then assume like Panama wins just like some other weird game. Yeah. So, so you need to win your home. Yeah. There's enough concacafing left to happen that I don't think that we're going to need to stick to like the purest models. If that makes sense. Maybe with two games left, I could do, I don't know. At some point I'm going to, I'm going to open up like a, uh, I'm going to take one of the like first bet bonuses that a lot of these sports books open, like, you know, thousand dollars risk-free and concoct like a, a, the parlay that would result in the U S missing the world cup and just pile in on it. And then the following I'll like bet on like, I don't know, like <laughs> Alabama football, <laughs> but like, I regret not doing that in 2018 when I knew that like, Oh, if, if Mexico lost and like, you know, these other two results happened, that, w- that was paying fat. So yeah, we'll be looking into that. We'll, we'll, we'll be looking into, um, uh reverse jinxing everything <laughs> ways to emotionally hedge yeah like, emotional hedge. I the world cup but i have 10 grand um and you like would... you start doing the like the the, the math on this like how much money would i need to make to make this okay a lot a lot a lot i have 10 grand now i can go to the world cup and watch oh, oh. yeah right like to, to, to watch the u.s miss a world cup i don't know how much money i would actually need but see the good news is is that going into 2026 we can be confident that they'll make that right I, I can't do this again <laughs> uh special thank you to our dear friend kevin for joining the pod uh you can't find him on twitter uh because he lives in the woods and doesn't leave the internet there are apparently multiple Reddit burner accounts uh, on weather forums uh, where you can find them. Don't know what they are. Uh, if you have yeah, any theories. In the woods, you have to know when it's going to rain. Uh, if you have any theories about Kevin's Reddit burner accounts, send them to us. We'd love to see them. Uh, you can send them to us at Mr. Mojo Rising 89. That's uh, the Napoleon Great. Greg over here. Uh, as well as to the main account at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. Um, the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. That's pretty cool. 
Uh, Rams 49ers is tied. We told you that we would check in on that. Uh, it's the end of the first. Um, at the at the close of this, uh, Mexico, Costa Rica, 64th minute, still tied. Um, special thank you to our sponsors, the Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as whoever Blue Wire decided to put in. Special thank you to our friends over in London, the Touchline Media Group. They're cool folks. Um, we are going to get our Instagram up and running shortly. You'll be able to find us there around about the time that uh, Trinidad and Tobago make the World Cup. Uh, too soon. Anyways, uh, a true special thank you to our listeners. Um, please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your neighbors, tell your oddly, weirdly nice Canadian neighbors to the north. Um, and we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thanks so much. And we'll see you next time. Podcast Network.